0: Welcome to MNF Reps, I'm Zach. Ryan Dewey is the co-founder and co-CEO of Plunge, an at-home, no plumbing required cold exposure tub that has gained a huge following since its 2020 debut. Ryan and I discuss the benefits of cold plunges for your overall health, mental fitness, and recovery. We also get into the brand's latest product, the sauna, and why making room for equipment like an assault bike and movements like kettlebell swings were a must. I've been using this product for the past couple of months. No, they are not a sponsor. I am just giving you my opinion. I definitely don't like getting in there ever. It's not fun, but some of the benefits listed include reducing inflammation and muscle soreness, improved sleep, a boost in metabolism and increased blood flow and reduced pain. Look, I don't know if I'm getting all of those things, but I'm definitely getting a handful, specifically the sleep, the mood and reducing muscle soreness. Okay, so check out the coldplunge.com. Thanks for listening. And if you think this isn't that bad, maybe send it to somebody or like it or whatever. Thanks. I don't know you, but I feel like you're a real spiritual guy. And I'm not saying religious guy. Am I wrong there?
1: No, I think you're onto it. And what is spirituality? probably sounds spiritual just asking this. Like, what is that? We all have different points. Right, different
0: definitions to it, sure. But I'm just thinking your connection with not just yourself, but your surroundings. And I don't know. I just feel like that's, from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing, I just got that vibe. And it's weird, because you don't normally get that vibe through a screen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think you nailed it, man. It's, it's more of, I think understanding, or at least a piece of my place in the world, our place in the world, like what that is. And yeah, I think it goes into business and things we like, yeah, it's fun to run a business and be successful and have the success factors that come from business. But at the end of the day, it's like, what are we doing this for? We're doing this to grow, in my opinion, we're doing this to grow. We're doing this to get better, to connect with people. And so it's, those are off like within our company. It's like then what are we doing? Let's just close the shop up and move on. I think that's one piece to it. And then there's just acceptance of place and you know how temporary this is and things aren't exactly as we think they are. How like what I view the world as is just a perception and there's so much more going on than what I can really understand. And I just have a real peace with that. I think my spirituality is like just man, nobody knows what's going on. I find like peace and joy in that. Or it's just it's so much greater than what this brain, how I view things is just as such a limited scope to the greater happening.
0: I agree, man. I've been, especially recently, I think maybe, and they say recently over the past few years is that I've really got into that space. I'd say when I was younger, I was just chasing specific things that I, now I feel like don't matter as much. I feel like doing things that make you happy because this is a one-way ticket as far as I know. Also, you had a near fatal collision when you were in Thailand on a motorcycle. And you know, that you, more than me in that sense, you almost, you experienced that. Dude, what, why not, while I'm here, do the things that I want to do? Because I said, like, from your bio, it says that's what led you into entrepreneurship. Is, is that accurate? Look, a lot of people go through dark times when they're laid up or things are removed from what their normal day-to-day would be. Did you go through that? And what did you do to build that inner strength?
1: Yeah, I think it's been a nature of myself after I graduated college and, when everyone was looking for a job, I just was like, why, why would I go get a job? I want to go travel the world. Like I left, which was very against the grain. So it's like, that's always been there. of like, what is my actual curiosity to go do? And I think, and then you fast forward, whatever it was, eight years from that accident, it was just a very quick moment of, I knew, I, I knew what I had ahead of me. And I'm just thankful that my mind was like, this is an opportunity. Like there, it was just that. As cliche as it sounds. It was like truly embedded and embodied in myself of there's no time to dwell on this. It wasn't, that wasn't even a thought don't dwell on this. It was like, oh my God, like you've been given the ultimate life experience. You can't get these things. This came to you. Like you can't go get, you can't go get in a head on collision and still get to live. That's a risk. Some people don't make it out of that. And some just never have that happen. And I knew it was going to become this pinnacle part. I'm going to make this matter. I want to make this matter. And it did for me, I had good nature to go after what I want. That's always been there. Like passions and curiosity kind of lead the way. However, that was like, okay, what are the passions and curiosities that you are putting off and let's accelerate that whole process. And that was the real breakthrough that happened from that experience. And that led to more of an inward process for myself. You talk about spirituality, like that next year after that journey, I was literally asking that question of what is spirituality to me am i a spiritual being what what does that mean like that is such a loaded statement and it took me on a year of that's how i got into my first float tank which became a business of mine and that i opened up a brick and mortar float tank center Mm -hmm. went down down to to the jungle, jungle down to peru to work with ayahuasca and that was like a really internal journey there of just understanding like i said my place in this world my connection to my parents what, is, what do I view being a human all about? And those led to just, you talk about entrepreneurship, it was more of started to understand those things because you got to start from zero. That's a, you can either plug into someone else's, which is awesome, but I think rare sometimes to find someone else's total vision that you're bought into. And it, I had mine and it was like, okay, I'm a, I'm, I am ai don't know. I'm a zero to one guy. Like, how do I get this thing going? So that was the initial journey to starting Capital Floats, which was the Float Tank Center.
0: I was going to say, plug is not your first business that you've started that you've Created and built. What this is the second, and you have a partner that you knew them for six years, or you spent six years building this? I'm not sure about that.
1: I met Mike six years ago. So he owns fl- brick and mortar float tank centers as well, float spas. Okay. Very random. Not many people own those type of businesses. We became buds through that.
0: Right, oh, you're, dude. That's that is talk about like serendipity. Like that's nuts. Just how things work it, out it, with happenstance. It's
1: pretty funny, man. We would go travel around, and you get the question like, "We're not business partners." People are like, "What do you do?" And I say my thing, and then he's, like, "Yeah, I do." And it's already unique what I said, and then he says his thing, and then now it's morphed into, "Oh, we started a cold plunge company together." So it's like we are very. <laughs> it's a, just a comical thing that has transpired of our connection to business and water and healing modalities and it's been cool.
0: I want to ask a couple questions about the car crash so it was a head-on collision you were on a motorcycle did you run into a car how fast were either of you going what was the circumstances surrounding it?
1: Yeah so I was this was 2012 right before new year's eve buddy and I had gone out to Thailand fun journey fun trip just across the world for new year's eve we were gonna go call it a night to be honest i don't remember much of the accident i he was behind me i hit a turn he heard a loud noise i think i vaguely remember memory has come back vaguely of a bright light coming at me which was the motorbike directly in front of me i swerved and speed great question not sure ultimately what we think happened is i swerved and our bikes Collided. How the impact happened and what we think is so my head just went straight into the handlebars, and then I cracked in my jaw and skull in a couple of different places, and so I was knocked out for. There's about a 45 minute window that I don't really remember about life, and wow. that was the whole experience. And it was then the journey began. It was thrown in the back of a truck and remote part of Copenhagen and took us on a speedboat to the next island where there was an actual hospital and checked me in and. Ended up having surgery a couple of days later. Just a lot of wild turns and twists over that forty-eight hours. But at the end of the day, man, came out came out intact. Incredible life experience, life lesson, and truly just so grateful for that that time and being there with my best friend who was there to support me. My dad flew out. Was in the hospital about three weeks out there. So just the time. Those moments just brought family closer together. Just that perspective. <laughs> you just get that. Yeah get hit with life. I
0: feel like my best friend will be pissed that I ruined the vacation. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> it, it's so funny. Yes. I think that was like, he ended up moving back to Thailand within the next year because he felt he had unfinished business. So it ended up catapulting his life too. Cause I don't think he would have <laughs> actually gotten to live there. So yeah, I, I look at his dude. I got you to go live in Thailand. So you're welcome.
0: Yeah, You did it. Is it so he owes you basically. Is what totally you- man. It was a sacrifice, but uh, okay. So you built capital floats. floats. Okay. So you build that. And how long does that go on before you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to do a cold plunge company now.
1: It was uh, five years. And then it was, is really a testament to all of this came from COVID COVID hits. Mike had moved to Sacramento. He had three locations in the Bay area I had two in Sacramento COVID hits. We close them down. We have to close them down. There's this unique window of time. Mike just happened to move to Sacramento. I personally was going through a major, like everyone at COVID. I, my mine was business shut down. Girlfriend and I, who we are together now, but at the time broke up. Income was dried up. I moved into an RV to save money. So my life was just like totally up in the air. Mike, right. he would stabilize. He started designing and prototyping. He's a big engineer. He's engineer at heart started designing a cold plunge. There really wasn't anything at the market. This is in early 2020. The world that we see of cold plunging now, it just didn't exist of even the conversation around it to let alone equipment that you could actually purchase to get into your house and do it. It was a horse trough for a chest freezer. You would buy a meat freezer and you fill it up with water. So he started designing that. And then he was pitching me during this time of, Hey, what do you think about creating a company around this? And I, there were a couple of things I had to get order in my life. I was. My life was really up in the air. Just getting the business back open, stabilizing personal life, all that came together. And then it was basically like, I saw his development of the product. I'm not really the product guy, but I saw his improvements in like very quick time. We're talking like weeks. He was just like iterating the product. And that's when I was like, oh, wow, we have something here. And then it was like a really simple plunge the company. We weren't envisioning we thought there was a unique fit. We thought there was a product market fit. We thought the world would be into it. And plus we loved it. Like we, we were building this for ourselves, but it started very simple. It was, Hey, how do we get our first, we need to get some customers. How do we do that? How do we get this word out? There were two things we did early. We did the company's name plunge, but we, at the time created the domain, the coldplunge.com. And what that did was that got us cold, first ranking on or first page ranking on Google within our first month.
0: So did you have an order of operations that you knew you wanted to follow or were you just screw it? I got this. I'm going to know, I know what to do and I know how to get it there.
1: No, very little order of operations as entrepreneurs. Like we are perfection is the death of like most businesses, I feel like. And so we had gotten to a spot. Our real, our order of operations was let's build 20 of these. Let's sell 20 of these. That was the order. Like We're going to build a website, get the website up. That was spun up. I think Mike spun that up in a day. Here's a website, Instagram account, doing some stuff like, but first things first, we felt good with the product. We were like, cool. We like this product and we need to learn about this. The only way to learn we could perfect this all day. The only way to learn is to get this in the hands of people and get them Mm -hmm. using it. We emailed everyone. We said, Hey, this is what we've been working on during the pandemic. Anyone that's interested, we would love to sell 20 of these. We'll hand deliver to your house. If you're in Northern California. And we had a really good price point, basically paid our bills for the project. And, but cool. We got it in everyone's hand. We thought it was a very fair exchange and it, they sold quickly. People were like, I want one. This is great. If We would have waited a few more months. We're not this disruptor and the market maker in the, there. it would have happened quick. But by doing that, we got super quick feedback into the product. Oh shit. Like this bulkhead needs to be a quarter inch smaller because it's going to help the flow rate. We're noticing it's getting a little dirty in people's plants. Like those things were we started to get that really quick and we were still a small operation so we can make the changes. And then it was just, what's the next thing in front of us? It's like order of operations was, what do we need to do today to keep this thing going? And I think luckily there were two of us. I look at this. I don't think we see, we don't succeed without a co-founder dynamic in how we did it. Like we were able to move, we had complete trust amongst each other. Very different skill sets. We were able to move really quick and tackle a lot of problems two times more than I think a singular founder would have been able to. And it just and then it just built over time. It was literally we were in his garage. His wife was getting a little tired, and his neighbors were getting a little tired of us building out of the garage. And so it's like one of our original twenty drop-offs. The guy was like, "Oh, I got a bike shop. You guys can rent the back of it. I got about seven hundred square feet if you guys want to build in there." So next week, we're in the back of his bike shop, filling water and draining water in his bathroom sink and filling. People are like looking behind these dummy walls. As they're buying bikes. What are you guys doing in here with bathtubs? And that was the spot. And then it was like, shit, we're, we got to get out of this spot. And then two months later, we're in our next facility. So it was really just rapid decision-making. And the, why we were able to make rapid decision-making is there's just been a fit in the market. Like This has been growing. People More and more people want to do this. The demand has just completely grown and it's been that way since the day we started.
0: I get pitched a lot of ice barrels and things like that. And I was with somebody the other day that had one and I said, "I'm testing the plunge. How do you like that barrel?" And he goes, "It was a waste." He said like, cuz nobody tells you that you either have to buy an industrial freezer or spend thousands of dollars every time to get a whole bunch of
1: ice. Barrels and pop-ups, I think they're great. I think they fit a spot where it's a little more affordable price, cheaper price point. People can buy it. Right. You could try it out. But I think it's important to understand like the truth, like one-offs are great. Similar to the gym. You can go to the gym one-off like once a month, like sure, you want to be going consistently to get the results that you need and cold water. It's not easy to get in it. You've been doing it 30 days. It doesn't, Yeah. it doesn't get, it's still hard. <laughs> it's still yes. a thing. It's a Challenge every morning that you're going to make an excuse in your head. You're going to dance around it. And that's just part of the journey, but it's already hard enough, but to add barriers of, oh, I have to go buy ice or I have to set it up and I need to give, and it's going to take me 45 minutes to do this, whatever the thing is, you're just making it that much harder of an already hard thing. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it takes away all the resistance. And that's why it's a win. I look, I love cold plunging. I know the power of it. And if I had to fill it up with ice every single day, I would still, I wouldn't do it the way that I do it. It only works because I walk out of my house and it's sitting right there and it's like, dude, get in this thing.
0: I agree. It removes another layer of excuse that I would make. And I would. That that would be me as well. I would. It would. It I would do it for a little bit and then I wouldn't go buy the stuff again because like that's humans. We try to avoid discomfort and that's what pushes me to get back in there is that I want to get in there because I know that there are benefits that I can get out of it. And honestly, I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, if the goal is three minutes and I'm still working up to that, I probably could force myself to, at the two minute mark right now. And it started at 30 seconds, by the way. So it's taken a little bit. I just wasn't used to it, dude. I gotta tell you, it was like, yeah, every time, it's not like it gets easier. It's not like you jump in and you're like, you're diving in, ready to get in there. It's each time is like, but then you sink into it and it's, once I keep thinking to myself, when I get out of here, I know I'm going to feel better. at first I thought it was just another fitness fad because there's so many that come and go, not the plunge specifically, but just the the idea of totally. what, what it is. I'm glad that it's not. That's the thing. Because Plus, I think once you pair with the Huberman Lab podcast, that's a huge step. Does that help give you a boost? And how does that relationship or partnership, how does that come to fruition?
1: Andrew's been an incredible partner with us. We met him early on. This was in our early days. He was one of our original like partners. We went down to LA a couple of times, hung out with him, got him set up. He was starting to do his plunge, his cold plunging series as when he did his cold protocols. It was just really good timing. We were able to connect with him. Awesome dude, him and Rob, his partner there. And it's been just more of a, it's been a friendly relationship. There's no real business partnership there. We're going to be working with him on the podcast now. I think that's a big piece to this whole story of cold plunging in general. It's like, it takes people like that. Like Wim Hof obviously got this off the ground. He's the right. pioneer. He's the person that even created the conversation. And then there's just new waves that, that come in. And Andrew is a leader in that. He was one that brings way more credibility, brings way more, you need that. He, he obviously, I'm sure everyone listening here listens to Andrew, so it's they get it. It's like you blend that scientific side with just like practicality and like in sim- simplicity, which is true understanding. And he's been able to do that for cold plunge, bring it to what are the real benefits that people are fit- dealing with and facing from by getting in the cold. Um, so he's been like, not as like an official, like partner of us, just a friend and like someone that wants people to be healthier and happier. That has been- lifted it up and cold plunging just happens to be one of those tools that does that.
0: But that's so cool because you get somebody that's just paid to be there and they do whatever their contractually obligated to do, and then they bounce. It's not like they're really into it. So the fact that someone's into it like that and wants to help get it out there is just really cool.
1: Totally, man. I have so much gratitude for him and seeing him actually just want to see like flow of information, things to get out there, things to get open source. I think that's just a true, something to take from him as just a people, I think myself, like you give information, give things up, and like it becomes 10x the return that you get. And obviously we see where Andrew's going just as an individual, his brand, his media company, the whole thing.
0: This is a question I meant to ask before. Why 39 degrees? How did you land on that?
1: Yeah, 39 was more the mechanism of the chilling system that we went with. So 39 is, that was a unique innovation of our product as opposed to getting it and it allowed us to move really quick. So we were able to get a product of parts that were already existing in the world. And how do we create this into one unified system? And so the chilling system that we went with originally had, that was the lowest it worked on. We tried many different systems and this was the one that got to the lowest and kept the tip of the bet. So 39 just was an arbitrary number that was there. It wasn't like that's the best number that we think for protocols and what it is. It's the coldest you can get to. In fact, I would say a lot of our customers, like I, I keep my unit at 47. I rarely go down to 39. And so I think. Oh, you do?
0: Old- oh, shoot. I, th- yeah. I, cause I took it as gospel, man. I'm like, at one point I'm like, it was 41. And I'm like, no, I'm waiting. I'm waiting until it gets down. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: I'm man. like, no, it said 39. It's we're actually, it's a big piece that we're doing this year is like, we'll be releasing an app and a lot, a lot of education around that. We want people to understand 39 is 39 is the temp to work towards. It's like aspirational. And is 39, the magic number into your benefits? Like it's going to imagine your body type, how long you're in there. Like it's, it, there are factors. It's not some universal rule. In fact, we actually encourage people like start at 55 and go for a minute. That is, and again, I use the gym analogy. Yeah. I see your face. Clearly you were jumping in at 39 degrees. And what you were doing, my analogy to that is like, you were showing up to a high-end CrossFit gym to do a Mm -hmm. workout and you hadn't been working out. And (laughs) it becomes this like shit and like good on you to keep it going. But some people get scarred from that. And they're like, fuck that. I'm going back to that workout. And, you know, that is, we want to set people up, like just ease into it, play the long game.
0: Confidence is low. I got to tell you when I was like, <laughs> especially when I put my hand in, I'm like, oh, but I said, you know what? I'm going to do it because I don't want to do it, but I'm going to keep doing it. But now that I know that the guy, one of the guys who created it, has it it higher? I'm doing that too. I've, then I can do the three minutes. Absolutely. Because 39 is cold, but I didn't know. And here's the other thing. I probably It was probably super easy for me to find that out because your website has a lot of, it's well set up and that there's a lot of great information on there and and how to maintain it, what the benefits are, all that stuff. And that's why I didn't really just go over them because it'd be a reiteration of what's on there. And I'm going to plug that, especially when I do the story. And I'm like, the more I read, the more I may not want to go do this. So I'm just going to go do it. And now I'm like, shit, I should have read it.
1: No, man, you jumped in. You did it. I like that. And you stuck with it. A lot of people to get that 39 and then they're like, find the reasons not to get back in because it's just so intense. But that makes sense why you're 30. 39, that is, that's the real deal. So good on you. <laughs> All
0: right, not anymore. I'm going up. I'm going up for a little bit. I'll work my way back down, but I want to hit, as you said, I want to play the long game and I want to get there and I want to build up to it because there is a point where Weirdly enough, once everything, once an initial shock fades, it there's a there is a piece that's it's super calming, and you can find the space. But then the yeah. minute you move, it hits you again. So it's you got, I just want to get to that point where I'm used to it, and I can just sail through.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that'll I don't know if that'll ever come. Like, I, I think so. the day that, that I think the day that happens is the day it's like it doesn't work anymore. It's <laughs> like the you've lost the Which is the crux of the whole matter. It's fuck, I gotta do the thing that I don't want to do. I love the candor, though.
0: (laughs) I love the candor. I love that you're not like, you're not trying to sell it as, yeah, it's gonna get easy. Your skin is actually gonna adapt. It's not, man. Every time, it'll be sucky for that period of time. And then after that, it'll still be sucky. But I just, all I do is think about the benefits. It's all I do. I'm like, this is good for you. This is good for you. And my yeah. kids, when they come up, because I try not to do it when they're around, because they come up and they start to talk to me. And I'm like, <laughs> not in the mood to talk. You know what I mean? I'm just like, yo, get out of here, man. Beat it. Like
1: <laughs> They're splashing you with water. Yeah.
0: Why, Dad, why is this cold? I'm like, shut up. I'm busy. <laughs> I'll tell you later.
1: <laughs> but, um, but I guarantee no. when you get out, your smile is massive and you just want to run around with your kids and laugh with them. I like, do.
0: Because like- I feel better too. I used to take ice baths in college when I was playing sports. Not, not nearly as frequently as I'm doing now and certainly probably not as cold. But it's, I don't know. It just reminded me of, man, If I probably would have benefited had I done that consistently then. And probably just taking cold showers throughout... The years, I never did any of that. That wasn't part of my recovery or anything. It just wasn't. I didn't think of it. It was really recently that was that was it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't common knowledge. And when people were doing it back in college, it was like to suffer, like no one. You were never taught to breathe into this. Nope. Surrender into the experience, like you ever. We always we fought it. It was like, oh, I just got in mm-hmm. through this. And so that is the exact opposite of the experience that we're talking about here is like, how do you, like, it's very paradoxical. You are surrendering, you are relaxing and calming yourself in this highly stressful experience. So it's very different from what I think we grew up on into, from the yeah. sports world.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was more like shut your mouth, grin and bear it and just get in yep. and, you know, it was spent. I don't even know how long we spent in there, but it wasn't like at the time it wasn't as there wasn't much as much science behind it it was like stay in for as long as you you feel like it, and then get out it wasn't as there was no no protocol to it so you'd stay in for maybe 20 30 seconds maybe a minute maybe a little longer if you could stand it but yeah it was like then you get out and you complain about it now it's i'm volunteering to do this because i know that down the line there's something out there's something at the end of the road for it Totally. Cool. We
1: focus so much on like muscle recovery or whatever that was back in the day or healing your ailment, helping the blood flow, in the, which are things. Blood, inc- improving the blood flow and all that. That's a thing. But it's to me, the biggest thing that we're underlying, everything we're talking about is the mental elevated mood boosting. It's the, it's the mental health side of this. It is the increase in dopamine that you're getting every single time that you get in there and we see people are getting different benefits to what their body ailments are and what they're what they have going on and so that's unique and special however every person comes out with a heightened mood better sense of serenity more excited on life like you name it all the things more more drive into what you want to go after it's what is that's underlying that's dopamine we're increasing that baseline dopamine so that to me is the most exciting as we've seen it over our three years as a company, like every single person, you know, and that you're gonna get your first time in, <laughs> like that yeah. will improve.
0: Absolutely, and I add an one thing that I've specifically gotten out of it, and I'm sure it's to the same for the same, it's that it's allowed me to really, in a sense, take inventory of some of the things that maybe would have irked me before, mm. but it really, they don't need to. It's, this is maybe a weird example, but if it's raining, I'm probably not going to run through the rain to get through it. I can just walk. It doesn't matter. It's fine. As as weird as that might be, that's something that it did to me that I was like, yeah, this is okay. Or my kids want to go jump in the mud after. Fine. I'll go jump in with you. Like, why not? I just, it makes me want to do other things that are, I may have perceived as uncomfortable because that is, it is, a, there is a discomfort to it at first, as I said, but it's not, I don't know. It's weird. As you said, it's paradoxical. It's very... It is, but it isn't. There is a relaxing p- component, and there's also just uh yeah, just the. You know what? This isn't that bad. This is fine. Like I- I'm, this do is you, fun. I'm gonna do this.
1: Curious. Do you have a meditation practice?
0: No. So I went through TM. I did all those things, and I don't do it as much. But now this is a this is actually allowing me to ease back into things, and it's allowing me to want to be a just create a more just focus more on the mental health, side of, mental health side of things rather than just the physical and nutrition. And that's all part of it, right? But there's this component that I think is the strongest because your brain is so freaking strong and how it can help push you, guide you and dictate you and also bring you out of ruts as you're, that's what you, like, I don't want to go through what you went through in terms of a, a terrible accident, but I do want the benefits of being able to understand that things like that happen mishaps can be incredibly powerful and positive if you have the right spin on it and for a long time i'd say i got mired down in being angry being negative and i found myself when once i caught myself doing that i wanted to pull myself out of it and this helps me do that even more
1: totally and i think like you were saying like easing you back into meditation at least i find was like it almost, you come out with a meditative state. It's almost like what you, what I go in with in the morning of, oh, I got to get to this. I got to do that. I got like this running mind that's there. I get out after and it's like the apps got turned off and I'm just like present. And it's like, yeah, there might still be something there, but then that's the thing I'm going to go focus on. That's the thing that actually is predominant. That's the prevalent thing to folk, but it's, it does calm my mind down. It feels like this, it feels like a backdoor into meditation. Like you get in and you go through, uh, it's wild because you get the adrenaline hit. So you're heightened, like whoosh, turned on and you surrender into it. And then you come out after and you get that contrast of going back to the normal temperature. My mind is just, it feels like just sharp and it can focus in on what I need to do. And it feels like it's just an accelerant for my morning as opposed to I'm chasing things. I know what I want to go work on.
0: Do you dunk your head?
1: Dunk the head immediately. That is the hack I recommend for every, another paradox is you will adapt and regulate way quicker. Go in, pinch the nose, dunk the head, go under for a second or two, get the shock and it'll make it so much easier. I see you shaking your head and I see you. I have not done
0: done it yet. I have not. I've been working up to it. And now today is I'm actually, at one point I was, I told my wife, I'm like, I was going to get my phone ready and finish the interview in the actual plunge for the last three minutes, but life came up and I had to take care of some things. So like right after this, and so you're an AM plunger. I might have to start adopting that rather than sometimes I wait till I, it's not even, I work at home, so it's not that it's a big thing for me, but I do want to try in the morning, as you said, to allow me to maybe clear my head more and be able to focus more and attack things more that way, rather than feel overwhelmed. Cause I think you're right about the meditation portion of it, because I get in and there's that initial shock, but I do just start to focus on my breathing, focus on breathing. I feel very connected and I just try to remain calm and just try to remind myself that however long it's going to last, or I'm going to last in here today, it's still, it's going to be there. The world's still going to turn. Sun's still going to come out. And so just do your best. I don't know. I really does help center me. And it sounds like it does the same to you.
1: hundred percent, man. hundred percent. It's just a massive perspective shift. It's like, it could be the biggest asshole prior. And then I immediately go, it's two minutes. And I come out I'm like, dude, what was that all about? Yeah. I go apologize to my girlfriend. Be like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry for what I was saying. I'm a different person. It's, it's, uh, it matters. And for me, the morning, I, I just, it's, if I don't do it in the morning, more things can get in the way and just get it out of the way. Get that early win. <sighs>
0: No, that's a good point. Maybe I'll start to adopt that protocol. I think, yeah, there's, look, I think it's, look, it, that's the thing too. It's, a, it's an evolving thing for me. Now that I know that I don't have to be as hardcore with a 39, I can also try different times. And when I tell my wife too, because look, she's a trooper too. She jumps right in. She stays in. She has not gotten to dunk the head yet, but now I'm going to tell her that's the hack. You got to do it.
1: It's the hack for sure. I know women sometimes getting your hair wet. It's, it's a whole different process in drying. So that's my girlfriend's only certain days can dunk. But uh, if you get your hair wet, it, it is easier. I guarantee it.
0: So you have the sauna launching. How does that come about? When does that conversation start? Because you got to get plunge going. You got to get that out there and you got to build that. So when does it Come, hey, by the way, let's do the other side of things.
1: Very natural progression that it's almost seems like potentially obvious. Oh, you do cold, and then you do hot. No, we weren't thinking that far ahead. It was more, it was a customer driven project. We had a lot of customers start reaching out in our early days of, Hey, who do you recommend? Or will you guys ever build a sauna? Started to get enough of those where it was like, sales team asking us like, Hey, they're asking about this and uh, Mike and I started looking at each other. We got to do this. We got to figure let's figure this out. And then there was just some very unique opportunities that presented themselves. We met a really cool group out of Wisconsin that Mike and I don't have sauna experience. Like we, we sauna, we love to get in saunas from developing and designing a sauna. That's a unique process. So we met some really good individuals out of Wisconsin that had been doing high-end like custom builds. And they came to us and they said, Hey, we want to work with you guys. And we want to design plunge sauna. And so that was like, then we went on an 18 month journey. It's where, I don't know when this will drop, but first week of May, we plan to release a pre-order for the first time ever into the sauna. So that'll be live on our website where you can actually go in see it. And probably around June-ish time where we'll start actually delivering the original pre-orders and that, but yeah, it was an 18 month and it was a really fun process. It was like, what is where is current? where's the current sauna world i don't want to just create a sauna for the right sake of creating a sauna it was the same way with plunge like if our product was going to be 10 to 15 grand we weren't going to do it that wasn't that interesting to us is like, can we actually get in at a cheaper price point that was the geni- and make it look good and efficient that was like Plunge is what that was built on and then sauna was like how do we get this in where we've really leaned towards the dry electrical sauna more stone sauna as opposed to the infrared a lot of the research is showing around the 175 and higher is the real impactful heat. That's where the stu- that's where the studies have happened. I think infrared can have the benefits. I just think infrared you need to be spending 45 to 60 minutes to actually get that to get that induced in. But so we just started looking at all the different saunas out there. What do we want? What would be this dream ultimate sauna? And it was just subtle features. Into if you see it when you when it's live, you'll see the unique angles. Like the backrest is at a 15 degree angle where it's saunas are tight. It's not really a comfortable place to read or relax. So it's like, how do we make this like the most relaxing, comfortable experience in the most uncomfortable place? Like it's a Mm -hmm. 230 degree heat that gets in there. You can steam the room up, but yet expansive, the sight line expands over you. Your back is at an angle. So there's comfort. We spent some time with Kelly Starrett and Kelly's a wild man and into like, His workouts, and so he was like, "How cool would it be to have an assault bike in the sauna, or be able to do kettlebell swings in your sauna?" So then that was like the next innovation of like, "How do we all the benches pop up so you can actually get a full layout in there? The door's wide enough to put an assault bike in there. This is for the 0.1 percent of people that are going to do this." But we were just like, "The sauna can be an active recovery, like it could be a recovery, or can you really get active and move in this thing? Can this thing be dynamic? Can you do yoga in there?" So these were all features that we were we were kind of like throwing out crazy ideas. We want to do all of this. And these guys helped us with this and we designed it. And the so beginning of May will be the, uh, the first real showing of this to the world.
0: Listen, I really appreciate this. I had a great time. Sweet. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, dude. Take it easy. Thanks, brother.